Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording from our downtown Denver studios with my producer, main man, and all-around badass, Mr. Jonathan Winston. What's the word, bro? The word today is strategize. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I make music as well doing podcasts, executive producing, and real estate, and all that stuff. Um, we've got a group that we're working on uh, new projects. So, you know, we had a nice long talk on, um, you know, kind of potentially leading into maybe what we're talking about in uh, our article today as far as marketing. Um, and, you know, just di- uh, using different ways to, you know, uh, make our music known and kind of get it out there. So um, kind of segueing into an article that we have going on today. Um, the importance of marketing in real estate is very key. Um, you know, listing the house, making sure people want to sell it, or excuse me, people want to buy it. Um, you know, if you got wholesale deals, making sure you want to get them out to other wholesalers so you can, you know, uh, get that spread and make money on that. So, um, yeah, marketing is a big thing. It is, it is. And uh, yeah, that actually it leads right very nicely into the article. Housing Wire published that agile marketers, agile marketers, I don't know what happened there, <laughs> poised for success in this challenging environment. Here's the thing, when things are operating normally, when you have a typical, and I'm doing air quotes here, but typical market, if there is such a thing in the real estate world, then listing a property, taking pictures from your iPhone, doing the very basics, generally will get the property sold. When the market is hot, the the systems out there, the MLS, God forbid I'm saying it, but Zillow, and the likes of that, will generally get the property sold. But when things shift, when things take a turn for the worse, as they have in recent months. Now, just in a recent uh, episode, we talked about how it's not near as bad as we thought, right? We're still seeing a bunch of bidding wars and, and things are going well. But when things are shifting, to be an agile marketer, to understand that your job has very little to do with houses as a foreclosure investor and far more to do with marketing those houses because you got to get your property to stand out. So what this article goes on to say is people who have sort of mastered marketing technology by doing that one-up. And I'll give you an example of a one-up. Like we are listing uh, my, my wife's place on uh, Redtail Highlands Ranch, million two property. It's, it's pretty awesome. So the, the, the basics were there. Pictures, right? You want to do pictures. You want to get it listed on the MLS, etc. But from there, we're doing a Matterport tour. What I'm going to do, because I, w- I know you guys want to see this house, right? This thing, she bought it for $865,000. Okay, and we did a show with her about staging it and etc. We're staying there kind of, you know, on a part-time basis now. It is absolutely gorgeous. I'm going to let you guys walk into the property. I'm going to post the uh, the Matterport link so you can see it and take a look at it from the inside. But that's one of those things they're talking about, about marketing above and beyond the basic photos. Doing 3D tours like the Matterport tour. We happen to own the Matterport camera because we do so many of these that it made sense to just own the camera and do that. 
Now, in your case, if you're not doing as many properties, you can get somebody to do Matterport tours. There are multiple photographers who offer that service as low as $99 in certain areas. It's totally worth it. From there, you've got video technology doing walkthroughs. And then, of course, recently, I've become a drone addict. Um, yeah, yeah, I got I got a whole collection of like a fleet I'm calling like like a starship trooper fleet of drones. Um, but the aerial footage that you can now get for pennies on the dollar. Can you imagine just ten years ago what it took to get aerial footage of a of a uh, property? Like if you're trying to tour the city and you're doing one of those big over scenes like in the movie where they they fly over the city to begin, you needed a helicopter. Right? You need like a $50,000 camera, something crazy like that. You need a pilot and you need clearance from the FAA. I don't know any of those, right? And you needed FAA clearance, right? Today, you simply pop your drone out, start flying over it, and you can record entire aerial photography on a drone that you can get. I got a couple little guys that cost me like 300 bucks. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So the world has changed. If you're an agile marketer, what this article is talking about, if you're changing with it, you're gonna find yourself in a huge competitive advantage moving forward on, to, on the foreclosure front when you're trying to remarket and sell that property or even remarket and rent that property. Whatever your exit strategy happens to be, one-upping your competition is crucial, and this article article from Housing Wire, which we're going to publish to the Foreclosure Deals Coach page. It'll be in the show notes, as well as the Matterport tour of Laura's new flip on Redtail, so you can do a quick walkthrough of that. The technology is out there. You just must be willing to use it. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. You all got to get out there and use them. So, good research, man. And we've got all this stuff right here for the Foreclosure Deals Coach, so... Uh, link you with this. Absolutely. We, we will help you to get the stuff you need to mark your property, which leads us right into the content of the show. Today's show is titled Building a Buyer's List and the Benefits Thereof. Now, here's the thing. Before I get into this part of the show, I do not want this to be used as your excuse or reason not to get into foreclosure investing, okay? What I do not want to hear is, oh, I heard your show about building a buyer's list, bro, and I never got to that, so I didn't feel like I could do it. No, no, you need to take massive action right now. I don't care if you're out looking for deals, if you're out building a buyer's list, if you're driving for dollars, whatever your version is of getting a deal put together, I want you to start on that immediately, but, but, quick caveat, a lot of guys out there are out building wholesale deals without having somebody to buy the property, okay? And the problem I have with that is it's creating a bad name for wholesalers, which is a loose term on real estate investors, okay? So when my industry is being threatened by people who are not doing it right, and listen, I don't think a lot of wholesalers mean to do it wrong. There's a reality to you get super excited about a deal, you get it under contract, right? You're eager to go and you're trying to shop this deal to a potential buyer, can't find anybody, so you gotta go back to that seller and say, uh, sorry, I can't actually close on this deal, right? And it's bad for all of us, right? Because it makes the next guy who may have that buyer's list, it makes it just that harder. And listen, guys, I know what you're thinking. What do I care about what my competition is doing? It, it, it should matter because we need to care about the industry overall. Real estate investing is finally coming into its own as a real industry that anybody can do, okay? For years, we've been the, you know, for lack of a better term, like the used car salesman of real estate. There's just been a general downtrodden nature towards investors. But as systems have gotten into place and major players, the likes of Zillow, Offers, and other company have hopped in, they've made real estate investing a real thing. So we got to 
take it seriously if you want the consumer to take it seriously, okay? So building a buyer's list, how do you do that? Well, here's the thing. When you're looking for a buyer, who do you want to be on the other end of your wholesale deal? Generally speaking, you want a cash buyer. Right? Somebody who can just write a check for this property, or at very least, a hard money buyer. Now, I'm going to level with you. I, I tout myself as a cash buyer to many of my investment groups out there because I can close in 7 to 10 days, even sooner if necessary, because I am so equipped. But I, I'm rare. Like There's a lot of guys who think they're cash buyers who are not cash buyers. Okay, So how do you build that buyer's list? Well, let me give you a step one. In my opinion, if I was building a cash buyer's list from scratch right now, Okay, I would go to all of the real estate investing groups. The ones that come to mind are Bigger Pockets is a huge one. Okay, some of the wholesaling houses elite group, uh, Corinne, Corinne's group that we interviewed on the show. I would go there and I would say I'm looking for cash buyers in X area or state. Okay, you do not want the, and I know virtual wholesaling is taking off. There's gonna be some guys who are gonna disagree with what I'm about to say next, but personally speaking, I want my cash buyers in the exact state in which I'm looking for deals. Okay, there's a bunch of guys out there posting national ads. And I've had a couple of students come to me recently who were posting ads, and one guy based out of Canada who's getting deals in Tennessee. I'm like, well, didn't you tell me you're in Canada? He's like, yeah, but this seems like a really good deal. I go, first of all, how do you know it's a good deal? You've never even been to Tennessee, right? right. Secondly, who are you going to sell it to? I don't know. That's a very important thing. That's, that's an extremely important thing. So First, in my opinion, if you're going to do wholesaling properly, get cash buyers in the area you're looking to market in. So you go to Bigger Pockets and you go, hey, where are my cash buyers at in Colorado, right? And these guys, like, if I see something like that, no matter how many times I've seen it, immediately I put my email address in, okay? Because I want to get that information because if you've got a great deal, then I want to hear about it before anybody else so I can close on it before my competition does. Real estate is ultimately a competitive sport. And you know how you know if you've got a good deal? If multiple people want it, okay? If you've got a deal and most people are going, eh, right? it comes to me and I'm like, it's all right, you know, then that's not, a, right, I mean, it's like you could do better, then that's not a deal. Okay, that, that's the thought of a deal. It's a rumor of a deal, but it ain't a deal. Okay, the deals are the ones that people are going to fight out. So as a wholesaler, you know, as a cash buyer, I want to know about it first, and I want you to tell nobody else. That's just reality. I'm, I'm very selfish that way, right? I got, my, my therapist says I got a problem. I'm working on it. But as a wholesaler, you should want as many people to see that property as possible. You should have a buyer's list with enough people that you yourself are creating a bidding war. And here's why. Let's say you secure a property for $200,000 as a wholesaler, okay? So you've got it locked up. You've got a contract on it at $200,000. The property is worth $300,000, okay? So you put it out there. You get that list of potential buyers in the Colorado area, and this house is based in Colorado Springs. By the way, if you've got a house in Colorado Springs, you're listening to my show, you send it to me. Just me. Just Please. Thank you. All right, but back to our scenario. You got $200,000 under contract. You put it out there because you're like, I want to make $10,000 on this deal. So you start the bidding at 210. Now, I did not factor in rehab and all that stuff. There's a whole bunch of calculations that go in right now. I'm trying to keep this example simple, so bear with me, okay? You've done your math using PropStream, which will again be in the show notes here to get your free seven-day trial of PropStream, and I'll even do a 15-minute deal analysis with you one-on-one -on -one so we can show you how to use that tool. But you've done your PropStream analysis. You're confident the property is worth 300 grand, and you've secured it for 
200 grand. You send it out to one wholesaler at $210,000, and that wholesaler happens to be me, and I do the same math you just did. I whip out my prop stream, and I go, you're right, it's worth $300,000. I'll give you 210 for this all day long. You make $10,000 on the deal because you secured it for 200 and you sold it to the cash buyer for 210. Pretty good day, right? But what if you had sent it to 100 cash buyers? Right, and I say I want it for 210, and now cash buyer B pops in and goes, I'd go 215 for that all day. Cash buyer C says I'd go 220. Now suddenly your wholesale fee just went from the 200,000 you secured it at, you made 10 grand sending it to one cash buyer, but because you sent it to 100 cash buyers, you created a bidding war, and now you have made double. You're now at $20,000 in assignment fees to you, the wholesaler, just because you built a better list. Does that make sense? If it makes dollars, it's gonna make sense. Okay. You see what happened there? Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. It's important to have good credit when you're buying a foreclosure. A lot of people think you can come in with bad credit, but the fact of the matter is you need pretty stable credit scores to buy a foreclosure deal. So how do you find out how to increase your credit? Well, there's tons of credit repair agencies out there and multiple formulas, but one thing we found that works is reporting your monthly rental payments to the credit bureau. We partnered with RentReporters.com, the leading provider of adding your payment history direct from your landlord onto your credit bureau scores and it helping people to boost their scores up to 40 points in as little as 30 days. So to get started, I want you to head on out to www.ForeclosureDealsCoach.com. Now that's a messenger bot and you're going to use the keyword rent to get more information about rent reporters and how you can boost your credit score by getting getting your rental reported to the credit bureaus. Once again, Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Check it out. My point is, is you want to get that list as long and strong as you can, but you don't want people who are just going to tell you they can close on cash deals who can't do it. So getting them on the list is just the first step. You put number one, that that ad out there on the groups to say, I'm looking for cash buyers in Colorado. You get a list of email addresses, but this is where most guys stop, and I'm imploring you right now not to do that, okay? What I want you to do is send an email to everybody whose email and or phone number you got and have an actual conversation with them. Vet those people, make sure they've done deals. You will be able to tell very quickly from the serious cash buyers, from the guys who are just kicking tires out there. Because if you go under contract with one of these cash buyers, and it turns out he's not as legit as he said he was, suddenly you're going to find yourself backpedaling with the seller that you just promised you're going to close on Friday, and now you got to go back to the other cash buyers who are now a little annoyed with you, right? Because you took a higher offer than them, so they may not want to buy it anymore, right? They may have bought something else, and they may just not like you. That, that's just facts, facts of the matter, okay? So you don't want to find yourself in that spot. Vet your cash buyers, and then after you've spoken to them, you've gotten a feel for what kind of deals they want to buy. You need to ask that question. What kind of deals do you want to buy? If you called me as a cash buyer and you said, what do you like to buy? I would say, I prefer Colorado Springs. 
Colorado because we buy a lot in that area. We are also partial to the Denver market in the South Denver area. I like single family residences. I prefer they were 2,500 square foot or less. I would give you my criteria and you note that. This is not to say that you're only going to send deals that fit that exact criteria to the cash buyer list. It's to say that now you know what I want to buy. Right, And because you've got that definition, if you've got the perfect deal that fits in that box, you know you can aim high on that right? because that's in the sweet spot. You can go, hey, I got it for 200 I was only going to pitch it out to my group for 210 but because I know this fits in your box exactly, would you give me 224 And I'll be frank with you. If your numbers line up like we're talking about where I'm getting it for 220 and it's worth 300 and the rehab's in line with the amount of rehab I'm used to doing on my properties, you got yourself a deal. You're picking up a $20,000 check seven to 10 days from that date. Okay, that, that is just the awesomeness of this tool. So vet your cash buyer. Spend a little time getting to know the people you're going to work with. I have to tell you, I get wholesale deals, I'm air quoting out deals right now, because not everything's a deal just because somebody says it is, a lot of times it ain't a deal, right? And sometimes it is a deal, but it's a turn of the century Victorian in downtown Colorado Springs. And if you heard my my first episode, stay late, stay late. You know why I'm still a little averse to that deal, right? Because I'm still having, I'm still doing therapy for that as well. Um, the, the thing about it is, is that, that certain things are going to fit that investor's criteria and certain are not. But if you've not, if all you've gotten is an email address, you don't know enough to accurately go out sourcing deals. Now, if you have done so, if you've met a couple legit cash buyers, the next question I want you to ask, in addition to criteria, is would you mind telling me about other deals you've gotten done? Are you seeing a theme here? Because on a recent show, we talked about private lenders and getting a feel for their portfolio and what they funded. Now we're talking to cash buyers and you want their portfolio too? Donnie, what gives? Well, listen, people who have done this are gonna be much easier to work with than people who want to do this, okay? I have to tell you, as a foreclosure deals coach, I talk to 100 people a week who want to invest in real estate and two that actually have. You see what I'm saying? The ratio of desire to actually doing it is much wider than you think. And a lot of people, it's not that they don't have the cash. A lot of people, it's not that they don't have the knowledge. Some of them just physically cannot pull the trigger. Okay, What I spend a lot of time doing in the mindset piece of my coaching program is making sure you get the capabilities to pull the trigger. But not everybody has been as blessed to have the foreclosure deals coach as their coach. Okay, Some of them are an analysis paralysis. A great example, coming off Father's Day here, and I love my dad, but he's an analysis guy. right? He's the one who taught me the analysis habits that I have now that make me kind of a dork about analyzing properties as I've, as I've been accused of in the past. right? And but I can tell you the difference between dad and I is I don't stop at analysis. I do quick analysis and I move to action, okay? My dad and I have talked about doing a real estate deal together for the better part of a decade. Never gotten one done. Not one deal. Not one? Not one. Because every time I bring one to him, and my dad's got the money, he's got his son as a very experienced real estate investor, so he got very little doubt of the credibility of the deal, right? But he's an analyst, Right? And by the time he's done the three days, he comes back to me three days later. He goes, hey, you're right. That house is a good deal. We should do it. I go, what house? 
Oh, the house from three days ago. No, Dad, when I tell you about a deal, you've got about 30 minutes. You've got about 30 minutes to say, yes, you're in, or it's going to somebody else. And that's how it was on this one and every other one you've ever come to me three days later on. I don't know. Why is that still a thing? Because because it's my dad, you know, and I, and I love him. And like, and I can't physically shake him because like, yeah, it's, it's rude. You know what I mean? Like, it's just people, you don't shake your dad because he'd probably smack me. So it's like, you know, I, I got to wait him out. But that analysis paralysis is what, it, what kills a lot of people. You're trying to find out when you're building this buyer's list, right? And you're putting it into a CRM. You've got free CRM options like HubSpot where you can load them into that. You could get a more upgraded CRM, follow-up bosses and famous. But as you're growing this business, you got to get your list down of people you're going to send this deal out to once they're on your list. And then you're probably going to want a good mail email provider, the likes of MailChimp or et cetera, to do broadcast or constant contact where you can broadcast out to people when deals come in. Okay, but as the article spoke about earlier, when you have a solid cash buyer's list, when you know you vetted these people, they have money, they've actually done deals, you got a feel for what they want to buy and where they want to buy. When all of that's taking place, it comes back to the beginning of this show and it becomes effective marketing. Right? Do the take the time to do better pictures. Get professional pictures. Do the drone coverage of the neighborhood. You know what a great excuse to buy another drone. You know, I mean, I I just need another one of those. I, makes sense to me. <laughs> I can I can stop. I don't have a problem. You have a problem. Um, my, my point is, is the marketing becomes the next piece, but only after you've built yourself a solid buyer's list so you're not looking for deals to not know where they're going, okay? Once again, I want to start where, where I began here. Do not use as an excuse to not get started. You will only be successful in real estate investing if you take massive action on something today. There's so much learning that can be done out there, right? You can go out and beat yourself up on YouTube videos, and you can find out, you can read blog posts, and you can do Facebook groups. And etc. But if you're not actually taking action to find deals, you will never, I repeat, never be successful in this industry. So you got to take some action. Okay. And you know, Jonathan and I talk about it all the time where he's out looking at properties like, yeah, I don't know if it's a deal or not. I'm not really sure if I go, go see the property because the massive action you're taking is just getting yourself into properties, meeting with people, seeing deals over time. That's going to develop into a knowledge, a skill set. Okay? I don't care how good of a baseball player you think you are from watching YouTube videos, etc. Until you're swinging a bat, you're not a baseball player. Okay, And until you've been at bat a couple times in a deal, whether you get the deal or not, until you get that formal education in the school of hard knocks, you're not going to be as effective at it. So go out there and find deals. But while you're doing so... While you're doing so, build that buyer's list. Put a couple posts out there. You know, If you're looking for deals in Colorado, hit me up for sure. I would love to be a part of your buyer's list because right now I'm buying in the state of Colorado. But over time, we'll be expanding to the Phoenix market. We'll be expanding to the Miami market. We'll be expanding to any market that I find cool, right? Ohio, I'm sorry. Like, I just, there's nothing cool about Ohio. Like, I've been there like I'm twice. Cool. I'm cool on Ohio. <laughs> you good on that one? Right? So... I'm kidding, sort of, but the point is, is you don't know where these buyers lists are going to take. You're out there looking to build relationships, and real estate, ladies and gents, is a contact sport. The more you contact, the more money you're going to make. Okay. 
All right, so that's it for our show today. Build that buyer's list, you know? Long-term, it's going to pay dividends. Stay in touch with those people, and even if you don't have deals, periodically check in. Say, I'm still looking. I got stuff out there. When you're gonna, what you're going to find yourself is in a position where you have the upper hand because you're bringing deals to wanting buyers once you get your clientele set up through a well-established and well-vetted buyer's list. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach, reminding you now and always... Don't buy a house, buy a deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Like our Facebook page, Foreclosure Deals Coach, for the latest in real estate and foreclosure investing. Become a part of our community. Search Foreclosure Deals Coach on Facebook to join today.